0: I'd like to thank KTMS nine ninety and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal, and I'm Deputy District Attorney
1: Vicky Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off! One two. Sound off! Three four. One two three four. Scam Squad.
0: Welcome to Scam Squad. I'm your host, Patty Teal. Here, as always, with Deputy District Attorney Vicky Johnson, who warns us about the latest scams. And we have our favorite
1: criminologist here with us today. Vicki, would you do the honors? Absolutely. I'm I'm happy to introduce once again Judy Chrisman Yates, criminologist. And as I've said before, Judy writes a monthly financial exploitation newsletter full of all kinds of wonderful information and things we should know about. And her latest newsletter, the November newsletter, really caught my eye because the first article that she writes about is titled. How companies manipulate you online. And I realize with the shopping season upon us, Christmas and so forth, more and more of that manipulation is going to be very evident as we go forward. And we need to be forewarned what to look for. So, Judy, you do talk about how companies manipulate online to buy things that we don't really want by using deceptive designs known as dark patterns. In other words, the way they present something in their solicitation is called a dark pattern because it's is kind of tricky to discern. So can you give us some examples of dark patterns? What do they mean by that? Well, it's great to be back on Scam Squad. Thank
2: you. Vicki, the mission of the Federal Trade Commission is to stop deceptive or unfair business practices in the marketplace. And they define dark patterns as being psychologically deceptive factors to induce false beliefs. So this is all about trickery on the ads and, you know, getting us to buy more than we want or not really knowing what we're getting. So examples for that might be, you know, they have these things where there's the time limit, a time limit. If you don't do this offer, you're going to miss out on this great bargain. Well, if you come back, you know, it has been reset. It's, it's not true. There is no time limit. Reoccurring pop-ups. So you may decline certain offers, and it keeps popping up, popping up with different words, trying to get you to click yes. Also, designing the website to confuse you and hide information or trick you into
1: selecting something that you're really not interested in selecting. So one of the things that you talk about is online ads that look like editorial content. How do these ads manipulate us into buying something? And can you give us an example?
2: Sure. When you think about editorial, you're thinking uh, about opinion pieces from something reputable, like uh, a news channel or uh, the Wall Street Journal, something reputable. So the scammers use the from, from them, as though uh, they add in um, news, uh, news journal, uh, educational. They use these buzzwords to make it look like it is much more than it really happens to be. Also, they use logos to make them look more official. So an example of this might be a supplement company that uses the Food and Drug Administration logo in the corner, because that makes it look legitimate when in fact it is not.
0: Is that legal, Judy, to do that?
2: Oh, definitely not, but a lot of things they have just in the smallest letters Mm -hmm. beneath the logo if they're trying to be legitimate, trying to be deceptive, but not illegal say that this is not a product of the administration. You know, they might have something that goes with it.
1: But they probably get away with it. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. Things that look like editorials that are touting a particular kind of product, often a medical sort of product, and you read it and you think, oh, this is wonderful. Maybe I should try it. But if you look very carefully, sometimes in little tiny letters and very faint print, it'll say advertisement. So right. that you know, you are being seduced by what they call a dark pattern, a design that is known as a dark pattern. Another thing you talk about is hiding fees and charges until late in the buying process. What's that all about?
2: you know, it's really very easy for them to add charges that you don't really recognize. A convenience fee, for example, what in the world is a convenience fee? And you're so busy and wrapped up in buying this item and you're reading all of this and they're sending you to this place and that place. They create designs that might confuse you. They have boxes that you need to unclick rather than click. For example, for a subscription service, it just turns out that they hide it in uh, dense terminology. And one example of this is the lending club actually hid the existence of fees. And what they did was they had certain tools that they were tools that they built on the website that nobody was likely to ever open. They didn't even know what they meant. They sandwiched the, the legitimate information with trying to get you to buy more. And it was just the, the deceptive practice there.
1: So you talked about free trials that can lead to recurring subscription charges. Once again, tell us how that works. And is this usually something that's hidden somewhere in the fine print? Typically, uh, free trials are everywhere. They're on our streaming channels. Everybody
2: Mm -hmm. wants us to sign up to something. Everybody wants our money. And free trials are legal unless they're deceptive. So what we're talking about is being deceptive is there are hidden charges. So, for example, a health food supplement actually said, oh, here is a free trial. You get X number of this ingredients and that's all it said. But as soon as you put in your credit card information, they started billing customers $60 to $210 every single month until people canceled. So they hide the cancel button and they may not show that you're automatically signed up. But one of the things you need to look for is anytime you sign up for a free subscription to anything and they ask for your credit card number, I can tell you almost always they're automatically going to start charging you. So be very, very careful.
0: That happened to me. It was some sort of a healthy vitamin, but of course it made you lose weight and everything wonderful. But I thought I was getting a one month free sample But it just kept coming and coming. And it was like $100 each time it would be sent. And it wasn't that easy to cancel. Even when I called them, they wouldn't cancel. I had to to get a whole new card. That was the only way I could stop that bill from coming. I've heard that complaint many times.
1: (laughs) It's terrible. Terrible. That's a good tip, though, because if it's a free sample, why do they need your credit card information?
0: Exactly. You know, usually there's a little shipping charge. That's how they do it. Oh, you know, mm -hmm, we need a very small
1: charge for the shipping because we're so used to giving out our credit card information if we get anything that we just sort of don't think about it. But you're right. That is very tricky. Mm -hmm. they get you to give the information by calling it a shipping charge. And of course, you're just going to put that on a credit card. What's the the easiest thing to do?
2: Well, and Patty's absolutely right. I mean, they may have a five cent shipping fee or handling fee, just something to get your personal information. It's not about getting reoccurring charges. It's about also getting your personal information. Um.
1: Uh So what advice can you give us so that we can avoid some of these pitfalls? Well, the easy one is always use a
2: trusted website. But we know that that's not so easy to do. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't go to something that I thought was going to be deceptive. So after the fact, I find that out. So no matter what you're doing, you have to be very, very careful. You have to read the privacy terms. And, you know, I'm sorry to say you have to read the fine print before you click purchase. And even with all of that, it is best to use a credit card because credit cards have the most security protections that you can get, especially after the fact. They will help you if there is a problem and especially if it was deceptive. And always, always review your credit card statements every single month at least once. And you must do that within 60 days, within two months, because let's just say you go along and this month you decide to get everything in order and you haven't looked back for six months and you find that these unauthorized charges have been on your bill for a long time, you are not going to get your money back except perhaps one month or maybe two months back. So credit card companies are not in the business to wait for you to get around to reconcile your statements. So you need to be proactive and do that.
1: Yeah, that's good advice because I check my credit card statement every single month to make sure, first of all, that there's no unauthorized purchases. Since there's so many scammers out there able to get our personal information, even though I'm very careful, I check to make sure. And also sometimes these reoccurring charges are small enough that they're not going to catch your attention. And so you don't catch it as you're paying off your credit balance. And it's not until you look back that you say, hey, wait a minute, I've been charged $5 every month forever. For two years,
0: I've been playing paying for this gym membership.
1: I just figured that one out
0: too. I thought that was long gone. It's very uh, upsetting when you're not right
1: on top of everything. It it really is. Mm -hmm. So uh, another thing that you talked about, Judy, in this newsletter was how scammers use fake ads to lead victims to phishing sites. Well, in this day and age, it's
2: very, very easy for anybody to go to a legitimate website and copy and paste that and create their own website that looks very similar. It's just in the address. They may change a letter or a two or a space. The scammers like they design, they cut and paste and make it look like a trusted brand. Also, they may design something of their own, but it may be very confusing or deceptive and steer you to another site so that they can fish for your information. Not only is it to get you to buy stuff, like I said, it's also to get your personal information. Scammers also love pop-ups. So if things pop up on your screen, an offer that you cannot resist, and gee, you only have X number of seconds to get it, do not click on that. It's likely going to lead you to a scammer's site. The same thing if it says you've won a computer. You know, anything that is that quick is really too good to be true. Do not click on it.
0: Somebody told me recently, oh, I won this and I won that, but they legitimately won them. I didn't get a chance to ask them where because I keep getting notices that I've won things, but I'm too scared to click on them because I think they're probably scams. But where do people win anything anymore?
2: Well, one of the things that I do, there was a Mm pop-up and it said I want a computer, which looked good to me. And what I did was I did a screenshot of that. So I didn't click on it. Mm -hmm. I did the screenshot. And at that time, it was a matter of calling somebody or whatever. But now what I would do is not call anyone, not click on anything. But I would take that screenshot and take their words verbatim, type it into a search engine and put scam, you know, have it come back to you. But anything they're offering you for free, it is just baiting the hook. It's like, (laughs) oh, things that are free. It is really not worth it. And by the way, if you have been a victim, Always report it to FTC.gov, the Federal Trade Commission.gov. And if it happens online, report it to IC3.gov. That is the Internet Crime Complaint Center that the FBI operates. And do report that because even though you don't think that, you know, you did lose very much money or whatever those agencies actually collect the information and get it out to law enforcement. And you would be surprised that they will look at all of that information. And it may be small amounts of money, but it adds up when they're doing it to hundreds of thousands of people.
1: Absolutely. Very good advice. And we always tell people that on this show to please report, because particularly, well, with both websites, but I know in particular, the FBI site, IC3.gov. It's a repository of information. And so it's where any law enforcement agency can go to find out, for example, about a particular scam. And if they see a scam that's starting to happen in their area, they can go to that site and find out if it's happened other places and what kind of information exists about that particular scam. And of course, the FBI will use that information to put together a task force that might be able to go after some of these scammers who, as we know, often operate outside of our jurisdiction. So our local law enforcement has no ability to really find these folks, investigate and prosecute these people. So it's really important, and we talk to FBI agents all the time who tell us, please, have your victims report to ic3.gov, because we do use that information. We do go after these scammers. So very good advice, Judy, and thank you for once again, sharing with us some valuable tips, particularly this time of year, when we're all going to be looking at ads, we're all going to be subjected to all kinds of scammers trying to get our money in one way or another. Thank you for putting us on alert. Also for telling us once again to report, report, report. That's so very important. Patty, I think I have some good news. Oh, yes. (laughs) Judy, you can stay and hear some good news, can't you? This is some good news. I'm going to quote from the article, and here's what it says. This is Washington CNN business. No sentence in the English language may be more infuriating than the following 12 words. We have been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How many times does that pop up on your cell phone? On, On mine, it pops up just about every other day, or it did. It all of a sudden stopped popping up, and here's why. Investigation revealed that it was really just two men who might have been responsible for the overwhelming share of billions of auto warranty scam calls that have hit US phones, two men. Oh. So they figured out who these two individuals were, and the Ohio Attorney General is filing a case against them. And in addition to that, The FCC ordered telecom providers, these are people who provide a way for these scammers to get to us, telecom providers to block these kinds of calls. And as a result of these two actions, apparently scam calls in the U.S. have fallen sharply from an estimated 5 million per day in June, in this last June, to 1 million. So that is a huge reduction, an 80% reduction in scam calls. And I can tell you personally, I'm not getting any more of these robocalls telling me that my auto warranty is running out.
0: You know, I haven't either. I guess I didn't miss it when it stopped because they were calling about a car that I haven't had in years too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was a red flag. Uh Yeah, it was. We call that a clue. So anyway, I thought that was a piece of good news. At least some of these scam calls are going to stop coming. That early. is very good news. And Vicki, if someone possibly would
0: like to tell their story on Scam Squad or just talk to you and uh, ask you if you feel
1: that they've been a victim of a scam, how would they get a hold of you? It's area code 805-568-2442. And again, area code 805 568 two four four two. And as you know, I do welcome these calls. Thank you, Patty.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Vicky. Thank you, Judy. And Vicki, talk to you next week. And Judy, we look forward to having you on again soon. Bye bye now. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.